This is the Zealous Podcast with Rocky Snyder, the show that's all about the pros behind the pros. Now, I know this listening audience is intelligent. They don't need to be told to subscribe to this podcast, but I don't know about their friends. So make sure you spread the word, tell a friend, and have them subscribe. Enjoy the show. Well, welcome to this week's episode of the Zealous Podcast. I'm Rocky Snyder, and I have the extreme honor of welcoming a guest onto the show this week. He is, in my opinion, and probably many others in the field, he's kind of the godfather of functional fitness, Dr. Gary Gray with the Gray Institute. We're just going to bring him on right now. Dr. Gray, thank you so much for being here. Well, Rocky, this is a joy uh, just uh, to see you again and to be able to connect and uh, to be able to share together and uh, learn more about you and what you're doing. And like you say, just kind of have some fun talking about just how we uh, try to enhance the lives of others. But uh, I appreciate your podcast and appreciate all you do. So thanks for having me. Oh, it is my joy. Truly, truly. I The last time we were together, I will say, or in person with one another, was either at a Perform Better Training Summit, which was a few years back, or it was at your Chain Reaction a weekend course that you, you put on, which I don't know how many, how many years has the Chain Reaction now been going on that you, that well, this year I'm sure it's a little different, but up until this year. Uh, this is our 33rd year. And like you say, yeah, this year is quite different. We just did our first uh, Chain Reaction uh, virtual, um, which, uh, as you can imagine, be, be, being at a chain reaction, that strangulated me. I usually go off on crazy tangents and probably never come back home, but I was instructed because it is being taped and we have to get through it all in two days that I had to stay on the straight and narrow. So that, that, that about killed me. What really killed me is that I reflect back on meeting people like you at chain reaction and not being able to have that opportunity. That's the, that's the, when you get kind of old like me, that's you go, gosh, you know, uh, a lot of my friends I made with uh, my initial friendship was at chain reaction and, and just like you, you know, our heart and spirit kind of all of a sudden rang true to each other. And it's like, wait a minute. Um, it's like, like you intuitively have been doing this your whole life. Uh, and then all of a sudden, when you hear somebody talk about it, you go, wait a minute, we're kind of been on parallel tracks our whole, whole life. So, uh, it's, it's, it's always good to, to, to share with someone like yourself who I know is just has that huge heart and spirit to to just continue to do the, your best and really uh really change the lives of a lot of people well truly i i have to agree there because in my early years of the career uh, back in the the beginning of the 1990s uh which seems like yesterday but of course we're talking almost 30 years ago or whatever it, I was doing a lot of bodybuilding and, and powerlifting and Olympic lifting, which is still a big component of sure. most programs today. But, it, but I noticed that a lot of my clients were not necessarily, they were getting stronger, but they were starting to complain of these aches and pains in their tendons and their joints. And I started to feel it myself. And, and I just ignored it for the longest time, thinking that, well, exercise is good for me. It must be something else. And then like yourself, you start to explore how the body actually moves. And we realize that many of the movements that we have been told to perform, uh, they're, they're really just not holding water with, with the, what we're learning and the information that we're having. Uh, and, and I know you, you kind of shared a story with us some years ab about uh, your, your schooling and physical therapy. Well, what was that like as you started to learn more about the body and what you were being taught, they, they kind of were conflicting, weren't they? Yeah, I was I was blessed to get into physical therapy school when you didn't have to have a, a high grade point average. Uh, back in the early 70s, they uh, wanted more males in the program. It was a very female dominant field at that time. Uh, and so they lowered the standard for us, thank goodness. Uh, so uh, instead of having like a 4.0, 1.9 worked really well as long as you had a pulse. Um, I had no idea we have that much in common. Wow, that's it, amazing. Yeah, it's, uh, I could tell you a lot of stories, but I'm not sure if I, I entered school, entered physical therapy school, wanting to be a smart aleck. And I think out of ignorance, I would ask questions like, well, why would you do that? And the answer was, that's how we've done it. Uh, you know, so why would you do an Olympic lift? Well, that's what we've been doing. Why do you do power lifting? Well, that's what we do. Uh, why do we do um, that type of thing for bodybuilding? Well, that's what we do. And I just started 
I think it's because of my lack of understanding. I wasn't smarter than anybody else. I just go, well, that just doesn't make sense to me. And as you know, the kind of the big story is uh, back then, the, the whole idea of isolation was huge. Nautilus came out with their, their line of equipment. Uh, Cybex came out with their, you know, isokinetic device that you could put on any part of the body, but they mostly for the knee. And if you isolate this, it's going to get stronger and you'll have a better body. And just intuitively, when I sat back and saw somebody sit there making their leg go back and forth real fast, I, I made the comment, why would you ever want to do that? I just, I don't get it. I'm, I'm missing something here. I've, I've obviously, I thought I was missing a lot, but now as we have, you know, gone 45, 46 years, we realize we were kind of spot on in our ignorance. Um, it, it, it didn't make sense. Uh, in fact, I think I heard uh, a video, a, a really nice video that you did. And I know it's included in your uh, new book. I'd like you, to, if you haven't told everybody about your new book, uh, Returning to the Center. Is that correct? Yeah. I, I remember, last week I, I remember it was like uh, um, Return to Center, Elvis, you know, but I, there you I go. It, yeah, but it's center. And um, just the whole idea of the difference between isolation and integration. I mean, powerful concept, but it's an, it's a, oh crap, you know, um, if I want the knee to be strong, I have to integrate it into the two parts of the knee, what we call the proximal knee, which we call the hip, and the distal knee, which we call the foot and ankle. And uh, I know you have a great appreciation for, you know, the foot and ankle and its ability to pronate and supinate and what it does to the knee and what it does to the hip. And we were just starting to go, wait a minute, this isolation stuff doesn't make sense to me. And then luckily it didn't work. Uh, a lot of NFL teams bought a line of Nautilus equipment and a year later got rid of them. Uh, because the injury rate went up, the, ki the kids got slower, they weren't able to move. In other words, the machines weren't designed for movement, they were designed for artificial isolation. And uh, so we kind of went on this journey of trying to tug everybody the other way. And of course, we're, you know, I, I, sometimes I don't think we did it very well, uh, because there's always, there's, there's still a place for isolation. There's still a place for uh, literally everything, if you know what you're doing, you know, uh, uh, the, the foundational power lifts are great uh, for athletes. Uh, the Olympic lifts are still great. Uh, kind of looking at yourself and trying to get, you know, some muscles to look pretty good for bodybuilding. That's still, that's great. But you still have to ask yourself in the context of what do you really want to accomplish? And now that I'm, you know, in uh, my late 60s, it's like, I just want to move. You know, I, I just want to enjoy time with my grandkids and I still want to play football with them. I still want to play soccer with them. And I don't want to feel like the bus ran me over the, you know, the next day. So um, my early, my early education was total out of ignorance. But then when I put my foot in my mouth and basically said in a big conference in the late seventies at a, a knee conference that I didn't know I was the only one in the room that didn't buy a, a Cybex, I made the comment, you can't learn to dance while sitting on your pants. And everybody kind of looked at me like, what the heck are you saying? I said, I don't think it's good that we spend so much time sitting on our butt trying to rehab the knee when the knee doesn't have to function when you sit on the butt. In fact, you're taking the best part of the knee away and that's the butt. And then the next best part of the knee is the foot. And so we've been kind of on a journey uh, to try to understand that. And um, I think we've been on the right path because everything's kind of coming back to what, it, what is function and how do we enhance function? Uh, beautifully said. Yeah, in the... The mid '90s, I was I was uh, granted and, and gifted uh, a mentor who taught me about the importance of of structural alignment or posture alignment and how by bringing a body back into a more centrated or aligned place that everything starts to move better and function better and not just the bones and the muscles, but even the internal organ structure. So yep. uh, that just sent me on this uh, understanding of the three planes of motion, which up until that point, I hadn't heard about the sagittal, frontal and transverse plane, even though of course we live in three dimensional space. And then suddenly somebody that had been watching what I was doing said, oh, I've got this videotape for you. And this was in the time before DVDs. And he slides me this VHS and it said the matrix on it, Dr. Gary Gray. And I slid it in my VCR and I, Dr. Gray, I would love to tell you that, a, that the clouds clear, the sun shone on this marble head. And, <laughs> and I understood immediately what you were getting at, but 
my old way of doing things and the lift heavy mentality that I was still a part of made me say, oh yeah, that's kind of interesting. And I, to this day, regret the fact that I said, oh, that's good. Thank you for sharing. And I like that, but I don't, I didn't understand how it pertained to what I was doing. It took me many, many years to come back around and to truly understand the brilliance that was in that plastic cartridge that was in my VCR. These days, if anybody's not familiar with matrices or the matrix of movements, it's the exploration of full body integrative action through three-dimensional space in which you have explored to the nth degree. And of course, now my library is filled with Gray Institute DVDs and, and uh, a whole bunch of of other things, including some certificates like your 3D maps and your certified applied functional science gone through those courses. And of course the chain reaction. So I, I just drink in everything that you have to put out. But with, with the matrix, I, you said it just a moment ago, like not sure how you rolled it out if you did it the proper way. I, I don't think there's any perfect way of doing it, but what was it in, the, in those years of the 90s when you were leading the charge of functional fitness, when people were having a hard time even defining what that is? What, what was it? What, were you, did you meet success? Did you meet a lot of pushback? Uh, how, how do you feel like that went? Um, it, it, it went great. Uh, again, it, when I reflect back on you know, even the 80s and before the 90s, and especially like you say, the early 90s, it allowed me to meet a lot of people just like you who um, were willing to go, okay, I've learned a lot, but the only way I'm gonna learn more is to just put that aside for a second, not get rid of the teddy bear and investigate this. Um, I'm not that good at that. My ego is a little too big. Um, you know, I'm really kind of, as soon as something new comes at me, you know, boy, my uh, head tilts and I'm, I'm, you know, but I expect other people to have a different attitude. And, and so the people who really cared about others and not their ego, it was heaven because that's I, when I started sharing with them, I could start asking them questions. Uh, and then when I asked them questions, that's when I started learning a lot. There's a certain threshold you get to when you finally can ask questions. I, I found that to, to be true in my career. I, I've been in many instances where I'm sitting there and somebody goes, do you have any questions? And I'm going, you know what? I'm, I don't know the information good enough to even ask a good question. And that's when you know, man, I'm not there yet. But I finally got to a point where I realized I know this well enough that I can start asking the right questions. Don't always have a good answer. But, you know, like a question, if you said it perfectly, if we live in three-dimensional space and if the body is three-dimensional, then why don't we do everything in 3D? Well, the answer is probably, you probably should. And so that's kind of back in the 70s, how we came up with the idea of a matrix. You know, if I'm going to do a shoulder overhead press, that's okay. But wait a minute, my, my hand can go forward and back to the right, to the left and rotate, right, rotate to the left. And so I did it out of necessity. I didn't want to miss something. You know, I go, you know, if I'm going to lunge, I'm going to lunge every angle I can think of. If I'm going to reach, I'm going to reach in every angle I can think of. If I'm going to if I'm going to balance and, and, and so everything we did, we, I think we might have overdone it a little bit, became a matrix. It's fun. People go, well, I know your matrix. And I go, well, which of the 10 million do you know? We just did a, a video eh, about six months ago, uh, did a live Facebook. I didn't know what those were until somebody made me do it. But we did, uh, we took the jump, a simple mo movement like the jumping jack and we matricized it. And we came up with a million movements. I mean, literally a million. Not, we're not just saying a million just because it's a big number, but we justified that if you know the power of biomechanics and the power of tweakology and the power that you understand, that you can take a simple movement and turn it into a matrix. And so what matrix are you talking about? In this case, the top 1 million movements of a jumping jack matrix. And so it, uh, it, on one hand, it's daunting, but on the other hand, that's what human movement is. And that's what turns a lot of people off. Uh, I'd rather have these three exercises. And if it doesn't work, then I told them I did my best where we say, well, you have to have about a 10 billion of available to you. And based on your assessment, you got to figure out which one's the best for them today. That, that's scary to me, it's scary. But if we want to be a human movement specialist, we can't just pick our favorite three and go with that or use a protocol. We got to go 
How does the body really move? And like you, like you just said, we live in three-dimensional space. We're three-dimensional creatures. So most of what we do should be three-dimensional. So that, that's kind of where we became known. And you can't argue that. You know, we, we got to a point um, where we started hypothesizing things and, and I was over 93. Which, what I mean by that is everything I hypothesized was wrong. <laughs> and so I go, well, this isn't working. And so I, I realized there's so much truth out there that all I have to do is grab the truth and turn it into a strategy and then turn that into a technique. And so, you know, the truth is the hamstrings work in 3D, okay? And they work not only at the trunk and the thoracic spine, but the hip and the knee and the foot. And uh, so strategically, what do I want to do for mobility and strengthening for the hamstring? Well, it looks entirely different than what most people do for the hamstring. We weren't smart enough to figure that out. We just followed the truth. You know, so we just said, oh, so, okay, got it. Okay, got it. And that's just all of a sudden it looks a lot different. People, well, that's, that's not what I do for my hamstrings. And I go, well, that's how, how we would approach it because that's how they really function in real life. And therefore that's, that's the path that we want to follow. So that's kind of the path we got on. And um, hopefully we stay on that path and uh, do a good job, hand the baton off to amazing, amazing, amazing professionals like yourself. No, thank you. You know, I, I love the jumping jack matrix. I do it with kids all the time. You know, of course we did our own video homeschool PE classes during this time. And, and, and the beautiful thing is, and one thing that I don't think we discuss that often is the emotional uh, reaction that occurs when you move the body through three-dimensional space, rather than just strict robotic sagittal plane bilateral movement, which it has its place, like you say, but there's something that evokes this happiness and this smile, or I often see people with their eyelids go heavy and you can see their eyes rolling in the back of their head like, oh my gosh, I just had a bite of the most delicious dessert ever. Like their body is experiencing movement that they have not investigated or experienced for some time. And I think that's really what you're saying too, is that there's so many, there's a myriad of ways in which the body can move, but there's certain paths that we reinforce over and over, like the way you leave your house and go to work every day. It's mm -hmm. a certain path. And it doesn't mean that there's there's only one way to get from A to B. There's so many different ways. And as soon as we explore the fact that I'm not going to go to work this way, I'm actually going to go through the rolling hills. And son, son of a gun, I had no idea what a beautiful place I lived in. This is making me feel really wonderful. Or I'm going to go by the coast and oh my gosh, it's been a while since I drove by the water. How beautiful is that? We can do the same thing in our body where we get that shoulder to experience what it's like to reach behind you and have that rib cage follow. And what's that like for that muscle tissue to respond? And suddenly a place that has been pent up for so long has been given this key to, to freedom and get out of their jail cell. And I, I find that a lot of, of the work that you do is really helping to to free people out of their, their self-created prison. Hmm. That's, well, first of all, um, before we go on, you have an amazing gift of communication. Um, <laughs> you do, you have a, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here listening to you and, and what's going on in my head is, oh crap, he just said that better than I've said it. <laughs> uh, and with that, not oh crap, but oh good. Uh, it, it's funny because the emotional part of what we do, the, what we call the behavioral drivers are becoming so significant especially in this day and age. Um, if, I have the, if I have the ability to get somebody's subtalar joint move better or get them to smile, I'm going to pick the smile every, every time. Uh, Why? Why? Let, Just curious. Let, we have to do both. Let, we, we, it's funny that you mentioned the jumping jack matrix. We, in our free-to-play program, it's, it's called Perspire to Inspire. And the whole idea is that you get yourself healthy in order that you can inspire someone else. And this particular homework assignment, we call it home playable. We don't believe in work, homework. Uh, the kids were asked to go home and teach their parents, uh, and a lot of them didn't have two parents. Some of them just had one parent or a sibling, um, the jumping jack matrix. And, but the only uh, thing they had to report is how many times their parents laughed. So that, that's it. And then, of course, when they got done, they, they, the, the other thing they would, were asked to do is to just simply say this. And, of course, the parent goes, what was that? And say, well, you know, I just want to let you know, Mom, I'm proud of you. You know, I came home and asked you to do something kind of silly. Uh, and we've been giggling now for the last 10 minutes. We, we call those proprioceptive giggles. And you said it actually better. 
if you create a, a place where your body can go, it may not have even been there before, but it can be successful. The proprioceptors go, oh, this is interesting. And we get this giggle. And sometimes it's a real giggle. And sometimes it's, it's a giggle in the body like, whoa, that was kind of fun. The, like going down a, a slide for the first time, this, this feeling of, whoa, didn't know I could do that kind of thing. And so a lot of applied functional science is the emotional part. Uh, how, how well can we encourage? How well can we empower? How well can we engage somebody? And it's obvious to me, you have that gift. You have a, a gift of communicating. Your passion comes out right out of the gate. Uh, you know, as soon as I uh, clicked onto one of your videos a couple of weeks ago on uh, your uh, website, it's like, whoa, you know, this, this guy's incredible. So um, a lot of it is just loving on people and using uh, our ability to touch their body uh, as an excuse to just let them know that they uh, have worth, they have dignity, and and uh, we can respect them. Well, I, I respect you, and and the fact that you're in, inflating my ego any more than it already is 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 a very dangerous place to go. But thank you nonetheless. I, I, let's talk about free to play, though. There's there's so many avenues we could discuss right now, but between the Matrix and the Gray Institute, the gift uh, program that you have going on, we'll definitely touch on that. But especially in today's world where kids are, are confined, mm -hmm. families are confined, and PE programs are, are hard to find, you've yes. got something that you've created that could really help with this dilemma. Can yes. you explain further your free-to-play program and what that's all about? Well, it was a result of uh, me flabbing my mouth years ago. Uh, I was... I started out by sharing that I don't think I was properly trained how to assess a patient. Um, and then I gave a bunch of examples based on non-functional assessment versus functional assessment. Um, and then I got on my soapbox uh, and I said, you know, I think we're doing the, something worse to the kids. We're assessing kids and telling them they're worthless. Uh, and for example, the presidential fitness uh, program, it, it has nothing to do with fitness. It has nothing to do with anything. Um, and so what we found in 1958, when they came up with it, 98% of the kids failed. Uh, a year later, when they retook the test, 98% of the kids failed. Well, the same thing has happened now since 1958, where we're not teaching them health and fitness and wellness and movement literacy. We're teaching them, if you can't do a pull-up, you're no good. Uh, if you can't reach beyond your toes, you're a piece of crap, uh, according to the president, so to speak. Uh, if you can't do this, these one of these five tests, then we're gonna, you're not going to get the award. And so I got on my soapbox and just went after that, probably because I didn't get the award, uh, you know, and, and just, you know, was still pissed off. Um, but I had a, a gentleman in the back stand up and say, well, sh shut your mouth and fix it. And I said, excuse me? And he goes, shut your mouth and fix it. He says, you've, you've, transformed a lot of what we do in physical therapy. You've transformed a lot of what we do in personal training and fitness. If we can't get to our kids, what, what good is it? And I go, wow, you hit me. You hit me with a two by four. So since that time, we've developed a program uh, called Free to Play. Uh, if people are interested, they can go to f2pacademy.com. The nice thing is it's free. Um, we, we did it not to make money. It's a not-for-profit. Uh, we're probably about a month away from having a national sponsor where we believe this will be in every classroom. And what it does, it teaches movement literacy. And, and as you know, movement literacy is what do I do ABC before I do LMNLP, before I do XYZ, it's as opposed to here's a soccer ball, go kick it. Well, that's, that's a kiss of death uh, because some kids can do it, 98% of them can't. And we're asking them to do algebra before we taught them what a number is. We, we're asking them to do a read and a book report before they even knew what a letter was. And so we've, we've studied what, what movement literacy is. What should you do before you swing a golf club? What should you do before you do skilling? Um, but we found out the, the potion to this, the magic potion was to, to get kids to be a lot like you. They're doing this in order to get back. So we found out instead of going to a child, say, man, if you do this movement literacy, you're going to move well, you're going to be coordinated, you'll be able to do whatever you want to do better and blah, 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 blah. They kind of, nah, 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 nah. You, you know, won't have arthritis. You won't be caught in this one plane of motion and you won't beat your joints up and you're not going to have a total hip early on. And, um, you know, it's, we're going to prevent cardiovascular disease and we're going to try to 
uh, lower the incidence of obesity and it goes right over there. You know, they're still going like this, but, but I said, but if you do that, the kid next to you is going to eat. And all of a sudden they perk up, excuse me, what'd you just say? Uh, well, if we come together and we get ourselves fit and we leverage our fitness in order to help somebody, uh, the kid next to you is going to eat. Uh, and all of a sudden, you're kidding. No, how about how about getting them a sweatshirt because they come to school cold? Yep. How about uh, being able to do, you know, so a lot of free to play is movement literacy. Um, and we're, we're basically redoing all of our videos. We have whiteboarded about uh, 6,000 videos, uh, but it'll be a progression that the teachers can take through. And it's quick five or six minute. Some people call them brain breaks. Some people call them body breaks. We just call them get off your butt and have some fun and learn how to move and then build upon that movement. So literally at the end of a semester, you'll know 10 million or more movements. You'll know the nomenclature of it. You'll learn the science behind it. You'll learn the sign language to reinforce it. But more importantly, you're going to learn ways to give back, such as acknowledge somebody that walks in the room, learn somebody's name, come alongside your friend and just tell them how much you appreciate them. Go home and tell your parents that you love them, that you're proud of them. Uh, look for, there's a million and one ways to give back with our talents and our time. Because every time we hear about give back, we always think of treasure. Uh, he, he's after some money again. And no, that's not it. Now, if we can come together uh, and uh, do, do something where I can leverage what I'm doing, let's say for fun, we do a 12 week program together. We do it in Santa Cruz and we do it in Adrian. And um, we share some videos with the, with the each school system. Our kids are encouraging your kids. But then we have a time where we come together and do a movement concert. Uh, did either of your uh, children play an instrument? Oh, yeah. Yes, okay, they so do. You know the deal. They come home with a trumpet and you're going, oh, boy, you know, this doesn't this just doesn't show much promise. But then you get this notice, hey, you can come to school and, and go to this music concert. You're going, well, shoot, let's do this. And you and your wife go and you hear your son all of a sudden play the trumpet with a bunch of other kids. He's got a smile on his face. You're going, I'll be dog. This is music, you know. But imagine doing that and then basically saying, and if you're impressed with what we just did, if you wouldn't mind donating, let's say, $5, we're going to send it to St. Jude's Children's Hospital so we can help kids save their lives. And so the kids go, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're telling me you're going to come up with a system by all I got to do is build upon my own successes, learn movement literacy, also demonstrate generosity literacy, but we're going to come together as a group and we're going to leverage this in order to save other kids' lives. Is that, is that what you just told me? Yep. There's not a kid in the world that's not in. Because uh -huh. Kids who you expect not to be there are there. The ones that have felt the pain, that have felt the hunger, that have felt uh, being shunned, that have been told that they don't add up here. Uh, they weren't, you know, picked first. <laughs> it was cute. Um, I, I think I told you before we got started that uh, I was with all six grandkids. And of course, my two sons and their wives who are very, very competitive. So we had a five on five soccer match. Everybody on the pitch knew soccer, but one guy looks a lot like me. Uh, and then we played football. Um, and it was, it was interesting because we allowed the, the kids to choose teams. And uh, I, find, I experienced what it was like to be chosen last. And, and, I, and I said it flippantly, but I didn't mean it flippantly because my bottom lip was coming out. I'm thinking, wait a minute, guys, you know, you know, I'm trying to stay in shape here. So you guys are proud of me. And, you know, I know I am probably the lousiest soccer player here, but you know, don't pick me last. And I'm probably the lousiest football player, here, but don't pick me last. And boy, that's just not a good feeling. But a lot of kids get that. A lot of kids get that. You, you know, somebody looks at them, oh, you're not an athlete. You know, you don't move in. You know, me, you might as well just forget it. And so we, we've developed this program that again, I believe hopefully, um, we can get we can do this again maybe in a month or two when we have a national sponsor and we can explain to everybody who's listening to this how they get it in their school for free again it's a it's a free program all the teacher has to do is flip a switch you know huh. because the teachers don't know this either in other words we never we were never taught movement literacy no uh, i was never taught generosity literacy uh, yeah. and no and it's not being taught in school but what are the two things that you prayed for when your daughter was first born you you and your wife go boy i, I just hope she's healthy yeah. And then the next thing you got greedy and you said, well, I, the, the fact that she's healthy is great, but I, but I want her to be happy. Right. Yeah. And then you got real greedy, just like me. I, I always just want my child to have hope. Mm. And so as your daughter goes to college next year, 
your prayer for her is yes, she's healthy and happy. Can't always guarantee that, but you can always guarantee that she's going to have hope because hope is proportional to what we're doing for other people. And uh, so that's free to play in a nutshell. I could go crazy on that one, but uh, three yeah. Academy, there's about 140 of the older uh, matrices on there uh, that go through the sign language and stuff. Uh, but we're redoing a lot of them. And like I said, uh, hopefully we get a national sponsor that goes, I would like to be responsible for teaching kids how to love on each other, period. That that's, would be wonderful. That's yeah, because uh, that's, that's all that matters, you know. Um, truly, I mean, we, we were raised in a world where there's automobiles and airplanes. And yep. we, growing up in, in such a world, we just take these things for granted. Like, But there was a time before that and yep. it's the same with PE classes. There was a time before about 1920 to 1930 where it wasn't all about sports and competitions and who's going to be picked last and first and whatnot. Up until that point, it was all about physical literacy and calisthenics and, right. and the education of the physical form. There were things like these Indian clubs just, or small bars. Yeah, you got it. You know, these were the things in old school gymnasiums that I, I'm hoping we'll see more and more. And the fact that the 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 program that you have is is quite something. I jumped in the early years. Uh, I'll say early years, about 2013, 2014, brought it a little bit into my kids' grade schools at that time. And so now it's very encouraging to hear that it has grown to the point where it can really expand even further because it was just so much fun to to see kids move that were shy about moving because they didn't do it very well. And this Good. allows them to be successful and they're not being scored. They're not being graded. They're, right. they're not being, they're also, they're, they're not being judged, which yep. is huge. So, so are you, uh, would you be willing to be a spokesperson for free to play? Again, you have this amazing ability uh, to internalize instantly and then spit stuff out better. Has anybody ever told you that before? Uh, you yeah. have mom, my mom always said I have a face for radio. I don't, I don't know if that's close yeah, to it. No, you, you yeah. have, I'm sitting here in awe going, wow, I just kind of barely explained it to him and he's throwing it right back at me. Uh, uh, anything I can do to help. I, I would love any opportunity to help you promote movement. Uh, you're, you're, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fabulous. I'll, I'll follow up with you because I, I just think your heart and spirit is, you know, in a nutshell, I want everybody to turn out like Rocky. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, you wake up, you're, you're thinking about serving others. I mean, you yeah. didn't get into this because you go, well, I'm gonna make a zillion dollars. Or, no. you know, I, I, I mean, I know your selfless attitude immediately says, you know what, if I learn more about the human body, I can create environments where I can get people out of pain, you get people out of chronic pain and acute pain all the time. Yeah, uh, you have helped turn me into a detective. I feel very Holmesian, very Sherlock Holmes like because that's cool. The, the chain reaction workshop, when we talked about calcaneal eversion, mm -hmm. when that heel strikes the ground and there is a certain pattern that must occur in a timing sequence for everything to work the way it should, blew my mind. So much so that, that I, I dove deep into learning all about gate mechanics from that oh, point right. on and, and have a couple of wonderful mentors in that field. But I, I bring this up too because it helped me further understand the assessment protocol that you developed known as 3D MAPS, three-dimensional mm -hmm. movement assessment performance systems, or did I say that correctly? You, you, you're spot on. Okay. I and, think you say everything correctly. That's oh, <laughs> thanks. But, and, and I see the silhouettes in your background behind yes. you where you have people doing an anterior chain lunge, a lateral lunge, a posterior lunge, same side or opposite rotation, same side, opposite lateral uh, lunging with arms driving in different positions. So and it, it carries over into so many things of what I do today that, like you said, when you're given information and you don't know what kind of app, questions to ask is right. because I haven't really completely comprehended that information. Well, right. I feel that happened with 3D maps for me where I got the information, but I kept scratching my head going, that's great stuff. I just don't know enough about it. So now after understanding a little bit more about gate mechanics, I use 3D maps all the time as a conditioning program, aside from a, an assessment protocol, it's been fantastic. So 
tell us a little bit more about that for for the professionals that are listening, the, the fitness professionals, the, the physical therapists, the athletic trainers. How do you use the 3D map system? Well, let's uh, again, I'm just I'm just smiling I, and I don't mean to just smile dorkily here. Uh, in fact, maybe I'm not smiling. I got to tell you a quick Zoom story. Yeah. Back in March, we all had to learn how to use Zoom. Uh, and so our GIF program, um, we, you know, we didn't do, we didn't have to do a lot of Zooms because people would come to Adrian and so we get to hang out with them and we did, they had to put up with me way too much anyway. So we didn't, we didn't force feed them with Zoom, but uh, our, our Dean, who's incredible, said, we, we got to have some Zooms. And I go, that's great. And he says, well, I'll, I'll kind of lead it, but you just kind of make sure that everybody's kind of engaged. So you, what you do is you watch all the pictures and you make sure everybody's engaged. I go, got it. I can, I can handle that. So our first Zoom, I'm kind of looking and I'm, I'm looking in the upper right-hand corner. I got a gift fellow. You can tell he's not happy. You know, just he's just not engaged. And I'm going, well, okay, I'll just keep an eye on him. You know, and, and as Dave says, things that may or may not be funny or appropriate or stuff, just kind of see. So I kept looking at this guy and I'm going, man, you know, he is not happy at all. And then I finally squint a little more and I go, wait a minute. I got even closer. It was me. <laughs> so I have, I have this natural frown on my face and I have a big nose and deep set eyes. So I look like a pain in the ass to begin with. And then I can become a pain in the ass. And I'm, I was looking at this guy, go, what a pain in the ass that guy has to be. And I go, oh crap, that's me. I just started giggling. Uh, and so it's just, you know, it's, it's so, so anyway, um, one of the, when I was going around on your website, I clicked on a video and you do a brilliant job explaining how to turn on the back button. Okay. So you do a great job talking about Engate, and I'm really impressed with your ability. You, you, you have a gift. You can take the complex and make it very simple. That's not easy to do. But in gait, you said that when my foot enters in the ground, my hip flexes, it adducts, and it internally rotates. And that, those three motions lengthen the butt. Well, if that's true, if you're, if you're just a general movement assessment, if somebody comes and says, I want a functional movement assessment, well, like you know, what's more functional than walking for most of us? Not much. So at the minimum, I got to have a way to figure out, do you have hip flexion? Do you have hip adduction? Do you have hip internal rotation? At a minimum, that's like, and you know, we not only look at those three, but we look at the opposite three and not only the mobility, but the stability. So we, we were introduced to a lot of other movement screens and we were critical because again, it was like looking at the Cybex. Made no sense to me, getting down on all fours point like a pointer dog, telling me that's how my trunk worked, I'm going, I'm sorry, that's not how my trunk works, unless I'm a pointer dog, you know, unless I'm going to be trained to go, you know, help help somebody hunt. Um, and I'm being a little facetious there, but, and, and then a lot of the movements weren't movements. They didn't use mass and momentum. So I'm going, I, I need to understand mass and momentum. You again, explained it beautifully, the knee controlled by the hip and the foot, you said goes through those three planes of motion. And if they, you said, it, I, I, I'm going to steal it. I like the way you said how it, how it proprioceptively lengthens those medial structures. And if they don't catch that and bring it back, you're going to put, as you said, the ACL at risk. You couldn't have said it better than that. So we go, when we developed 3D maps, it took us literally 42 years. We started with the truth. It has to be 3D, it has to be this, it has to be chain reaction, it has to be authentically driven, it has to be using mass momentum, it has to understand gravity, it has to be encouraging. And then we came up with our strategies and then of course we ended up with the six movements of 3D maps. Totally different than other things that are out there. Now it doesn't mean the other things are bad. In my mind's eye, they're just not functional. And, and so if you say seven tests that don't correlate with each other, that give us an idea what they what somebody can do when they try to clasp their hands behind their back. Not, you know, I don't wear a bra anymore, so I don't need that. You know, so so it's kind of like, well, I'm not sure that's a functional movement that I'm really interested in today. So, um, and and comments like that, of course, you can kind of you're kind of giggling, but if you're already kind of don't like us, you know, you go, what a butthole, you know. But we're not trying to we're not we're not cutting down the people. We're cutting down the information. In other words. Whoever came up with Cybex was a very brilliant person to tell me that's how the knee functioned. That wasn't a good, good strategy. Uh, so when we talk about different techniques, the number one guilty party here is me. I've, I've done them all wrong. I mean, for doing this, you know, being in this gig for 47 years now, um, I've done everything wrong. Uh, 
Uh, and so when, you know, I point the one finger, the other fingers come back at me, but it's our willingness to challenge ourselves and challenge others respectfully. I have to add that. Uh, and being willing to say, am I really here for my ego? Am I really here for that person who's counting on me? Not easy. It's easy to talk about, not easy to do, especially the older we get. We're kind of kind of locked in our ways and that's again what's very impressive you were you've been very successful your whole life but you go wait a minute this is another gleam of light i'm going to follow the light i'm going to follow the truth and it led you to understanding gate much better and understand you understanding how the body really moves when it moves that's a tough thing that's not an easy thing to do but i think you do it really good and i think you do a really nice job i haven't read your book yet uh, but i looked at some of the pages that were available to me uh uh back to center. Uh, so if people out there are listening to this, haven't got the book yet, do what I'm going to do and get the book. Uh, oh, there, there'll be a copy heading your way. You okay. don't have to go okay. anywhere. Don't oh, you worry. Okay. Oh, I, 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 I would get it anyway, because you just have a, you know, my job as an educator is to spit out what I know. Um, and my joy is when somebody takes it and makes it better. And that's what gift you have. Uh, you, I can tell you've been influenced by a lot of really cool people, um, and you're be able to you're be able to simulate that and then spit that out to me in a way that I'm going, wow, that's going to help me today. That's going to allow me to work with this athlete better. So um, uh, it's 3D maps is kind of our our attempt trying to be you. In other words, taking the complexity of the whole human body and saying, if there's 66 vital motions, which we have proven there are. Um, and I need to look at the mobility and stability of all. And if I can come up with six movements that we did to cover all, we got a pretty good gadget where, you know, some of the other functional movement, quote unquote, screens cover five out of the 66 or six out of the 66. And so eh, it's kind of there, but kind of not. So, um, and we're working hard at that. We're just trying to improve upon that. We're trying to, trying to learn more. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here. I just got doing a, just a little, um, uh, webcast. It was called give yourself the gift of gift. And my job is to find the best people in the world to con them into taking gift. You oh, just, I'm just, so we got okay. some stuff besides free to play to talk about. We got some other things. Cause what I found is if, when I attract people like you gift, all of a sudden just goes sky high because we're smart enough to keep our mouth shut and let other people talk. That's good. Dave and I have learned more in the last uh, 15 years of gift than we did our whole career. And that's because it attracts people like you who go, listen, I'm already successful, but I've, I like the cocaine of success and I want more of that. And I'm gonna try to impact as many people as I can before I die. And I can just see that gleam in your eye. That's you. Well, you know, thank, you know I've, I've had a few of my colleagues here in Santa Cruz our gift fellows, right. and uh, they, they're wonderful. Uh, uh, I'll mention a few. Jenny Putt, who I've had on a previous podcast, her and I, awesome. we, we actually stood on the sidelines of last season's uh, Santa Cruz High football game, my daughter being the kicker out there and one of the oh. defects, and, and she, uh, Jenny being the athletic trainer, she just let me tag along. She said, okay, well, I'll tape and ice and uh, do the table work, and you do that stuff you do, which is cool. basically – improving joint mechanics so anybody that came out with a, a cramp or whatever and Perfect. i think she uh, she only ran out to the field maybe three or four times in the whole season and they ended up doing the the best that the the school has in in, in its history for football oh, so awesome. it was a joy to be with her and to yeah. and just anytime i'm with one of your gift fellows it's it's just a wonderful experience of of sharing knowledge so share with the listening audience what the heck are we talking about the gift <laughs> program because with with the Gray Institute, with you, Dr. Gray, every word is an acronym, it seems. <laughs> or you you create your own nomenclature that there's shopping and 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 slurping or whatever you want to call it. So what is the gift program? It's the Gray Institute for Functional Transformation. It was a, a result of you, you know, we had uh, four years of functional video digest, 48 functional video digest, which by the way as a Christmas gift, we just put them all up for free on YouTube. Uh, so, and then we did a, a year of fast function. Uh, we've done 33 years of uh, chain reaction now. Uh, we did taking it to the top. We've done, we, we designed the course when the foot hits the ground, everything changes. Um, and people kept saying, well, we want more. 
and we go, well, to, to get more, we got to go deep and you got to really commit. Uh, and so uh, it was 16 years ago now, Dave Tiberio came to me and said, well, I want to do an advanced degree program. And I said, well, I think we can do that, but we, we can't necessarily have it associated with a college or a university because I don't think anybody's going to go along with what we want to do. And uh, so we checked, we checked a few of the universities and they, we were right. <laughs> they go, nah, nah, you guys are too wacko. Um, you know, and so we said, well, everything's based on science. So it's all evidence-based. So I'm not sure what the problem is here. So we thought, well, maybe 10 people would want to take it. That was our initial goal. And we were blessed. Uh, the people just like you who were already very successful go, you know what? I just want to know more about the human body. Um, I, I think I may, I'm being cocky now. I know about 5% of how the human body moves. I'm lying. It's probably four or 3%, you know, <laughs> but, but that four or 5% that we can share and that you can build upon and then hand the baton off to other people that you're doing a great job with, uh, that was to start a gift. And so it's a 40 week mentorship program. Uh, you end up, uh, watching about 750 unique videos. They're all custom made for gift. It's a sequence of videos. And then we're supposed to come to Adrian, uh, but and next year we will. The next year, the gift program, you have the option of doing the whole thing online. Like if you're from Russia, um, we have a lot of people from foreign countries who love it and just can't afford to get over here two or three times. And then, so we have an option of doing gift all online like we did this year, which we didn't think we could pull it off, but Dave Tiberio just did an incredible job. And then you also come here and hang out with the other people. And that's really the, the beauty of gift is to rub shoulders with these other people who have the same heart and spirit. Um, you know, you would be somebody that would walk in the room and they would see the light shine because you can just see that your heart and spirit sent out. I don't mean to blow smoke up your butt, but that's, that, that's, what, that's what gift fellows are. There, we're, we all have egos. We all have pride. We all have made mistakes. We all want to do our best. But for just that short period of time, we're willing to leave that at the door and come in and just talk about, is there a better way? You know, this is a way to do it, but is there a better way? We're always looking for a better way to assess um, and a better way to train and a better way to treat and a better way to love on people, a better way to encourage people. And that's, that's what GIFT is all about. And it's a wide spectrum of professionals that oh, yeah. come there, right? So you've got physical therapists, but I imagine chiropractors, manual therapists, movement therapists, athletic trainers. Uh, what do you have? Uh, what's the most obscure? How about that? What, in the time that you've been doing that, anybody that's been like a, just a house painter or something that just wants to the gift program? A video editor for the David Muir newscast. No kidding. He just heard about us. Uh, ask a friend in New York. Um, and he said, I always wanted to learn more about the human body. And he asked, how would I do it? And he said, well, they got a million videos that'll confuse you. Uh, but they have this thing called a gift program. And he's been with us now, I think, for about eight years. And he's our superstar. He's just, he, he just somebody that, he's still an editor for the David Muir program. But on the side, he's able to see his neighbors, uh, doesn't charge anything, and create environments where they get better. Uh, he's just- Diamond in the rough, huh? Yeah, we, we, but you said it's any, anybody who wants to be known as a movement specialist. So we're not saying, you know, and, and the professional themselves have to decide, you know, where their borders are, you know, so I, as a physical therapist, what can I do? I, as a massage therapist, what can I do? I, as a manual therapist, what am I going to do? I, as a strength coach, what am I going to do? The key is it applies to everybody because it's all about the biomechanics of human movement. And so, um, that's why, uh, I think it's been so successful and that's why, uh, you know, selfishly for me, it's where I, where, where I learn, uh, where I get to hang out with people like yourself and just go, I'm going to die here soon. So you might as well do as much as I can before then and be hang out with people that I really want to hang out with and people who care about learning about this miracle, this wonderful, fearful, fearfully made thing we call the human body. Um, that's our common passion uh, to be able to just, as we say at Grants, to just love on each other. That's wonderful. Well, yeah, I could go, honestly, another hour just listening and conversing back and forth, but uh, I, I, I know you've got other things coming up the pipe. And it, it, so for the listening audience, uh, how do we get more information about the Free to Play, the Gift Fellowship, Gray Institute, all of that? What's, what's the best yeah, way? Just 
just simply go to grainshoot.com. Um, we, we just found out um, we, did, we have our, our best kind of first couple days ever of Cyber Week. Uh, we're offering specialties on all of our certifications and specializations. And of course, uh, the gift, people are signing up for gift. Gift this year will start the 1st of February. So if somebody's contemplating that, uh, don't take my word for it. Uh, we always want you to talk to a gift fellow and tell me the good, bad, and ugly. And that's how you decide if that's right for you. Gift isn't right for everybody. It's just one of those things that I can't advise it for everybody. Um, uh, but a, a good way to start, like you, uh, like a lot of people did with, with 3D maps. Nice thing about 3D maps is you learn your nomenclature very well, I could tell. Uh, you learned a lot of the drivers. You learned the principles of human movement that are undeniable. You learn the application of the strategies. And then, of course, you learn 3D maps, and then you learn the performance system. So you get a lot in you know, one little kind of package. So uh, the free-to-play program is referenced there. Pretty much everything we're doing at grandstude.com. And reach out to us. Just let us know how we can help you. Um, that's what we're here for. Uh, we're, we're just blessed when people uh, uh, are impacted just a pinch by what we're trying to share. Uh, and then, like you do, share it better. That's the whole goal, you know, and uh, when you get to the near the end and you hand the baton off, that person who takes it's going to take off faster than you just been running and, and they're going to go farther than you just ran. And that's the whole goal here. So uh, we like that. We're, we're, we're proud when people say, I learned a little bit of this from here and a little bit of that from there. And we've integrated it to make it better for the person in front of us. So uh, I'm just more than uh, thrilled to be a part of your podcast. I'm honored that you asked me. Um, I'm, I'm more excited about getting to know you better. I'm just really impressed with your uh, ability to understand and communicate and your heart comes right out of your eyes. Um, I bet you they do out, out of your daughter and your son and your wife. I can already tell that. And uh, biggest thing I just want to leave you with is, you know, just may you continue to be blessed as you bless so many people. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you. This has been wonderful. And that brings this episode of the Zealous Podcast to a close. I just want to say thank you so much to Dr. Gary Gray for his kind words and information and education. If you want more education in regards to the Gray Institute and all that they offer, be sure to check them out at thegrayinstitute.com. Now, last week we had Dr. Greg Rose from the Titleist Performance Institute on, a great guest talking about golf and functional movement and assessing golfers. Be sure to click on that and check that out. Next week, we've got Kate Weiss, and Kate is the sports science coordinator for the World Series champions, L.A. Dodgers. So we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.